Hello, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. As ever, thank you for taking the time to tune in today. Yeah, thanks for listening this week, guys. Thanks to everyone as well who tuned in last week. So last week, we did have a 44% strike rate, which sounds really bad on the surface, doesn't it, to be honest? But if we break it down, uh, thanks to Sam Buckler as ever for these breakdowns. Three out of five in the Prem. Two out of four correct tips in the champ. Two out of three correct in League One. And then League Two, zero out of four. So really screwed over by League Two last week. League Two was just a, a minefield, wasn't it? Some of the results that we'll talk about, I'm sure, later on in the show, didn't exactly go to uh, the bookies' plan. Still a good return, um, especially in the top three divisions, but League Two, just... Absolutely nowhere. Yeah, so we'll look to definitely improve on that this week. Sure, it won't be too odd. But we also have some more big news for this week. We have the return of the Bombproof Trebles. So, guys, we we weren't sure about the general feedback on the Bombproof Trebles section. Obviously, we decided to take them away from the show as basically a little bit of a trial period. And the response over the weekend was absolutely overwhelming uh, with people asking us where have they gone why aren't they there the show is not the same so you know we listen to this is your guys show at the end of the day so we listen to your feedback and they are back and they are here to stay I think I was more in favour of taking them away wasn't I Tom than you you obviously loved the bombproof troubles um, as much as Mate, anybody I wasn't, wasn't going to throw you under the bus we're in this together <laughs> but I think it was great to get so much feedback from everybody who listens to say that they actually really enjoy them, regardless of whether they back them or not. Because at the end of the day, we don't really know what you guys like to listen to so much. We've just kind of put this structure together, put these little features in there, like the bombproof trebles, like the fancy football at the end, and we're just kind of hoping that you like it. So to get that level of feedback that we did get on social media, it was absolutely fantastic for us to um, improve our product and give you guys the show that, that you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Although, you know, for one show or, or so, some people may have felt it wasn't the same. Uh, you're right. The feedback made it worth it because now we know that the Bombproof Trebles are here to stay. Uh, even if they prove not to be as successful, we're going to continue going with them and it's going to be a part of the show that sticks around for a bit. So thank you to everyone that got in touch because, as Tom said, uh, without your feedback, we wouldn't know what you like and what you don't like. So keep it coming. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, today's show, pretty much standard order. So we'll go through the Premier League games, Championship, League One, League Two. Then we'll have the big return of the Bombproof Trebles and uh, we'll look at fantasy football after that. So, Premier League, Tom, anything that takes your eye on the Saturday? There's no Friday night this week, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. It's not a great Saturday, is it? (laughs) I was looking at the games. Match of the day on the surface of things doesn't look like it's going to be great. Um, It's worth mentioning that Liverpool will beat Cardiff. Uh, it's at Anfield, they're 1-10. to 10. Um, Obviously, we don't talk about that kind of stuff on our show, but, you know, they yeah, will be, win. Before you start, 
before we start, sorry, just to put in a little bet here, friendly bet. What what match do you think is going to be number one or match of the day here? Oof. Probably Liverpool Cardiff because I think they'll win about five nil. I'm going to go for Fulham Bournemouth. I think there's going to be plenty of goals in this game, Fulham Bournemouth. So I reckon that could be a, a surprise opening and entertaining uh, game for the show. Um, ironically, the first game I have wrote down is the game that will probably be very, very close to being last on match of the day. So I want to talk about um, Southampton and Newcastle. So I, I'm not going to spend much time on it. It's going to be an absolute horrid game. <laughs> horrid game. Um, Newcastle haven't won in the last 14 uh, games. Southampton have played five home games in a row without winning. They haven't scored in the last four Premier League games, the Saints. Uh, drew a blank against Bournemouth, Chelsea, Wolves and Liverpool. So some good sides in there, but you know, still worrying they're not at least hitting the back of the net. Um, so it promises to be a big game at the bottom of the league. You've got 20, uh, 16th Southampton, 20th Newcastle. Newcastle yet to get a win all season. Southampton with just the one. Um, for me, I, I I can't call the result at all, um, but I had a look at this market last week and it came in. Um, I do believe Southampton will ruin the party um, in terms of attacking intent in any game they play. Um, so I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals, which is 8 to 13. I think that's a sure bet, especially when you consider Southampton's top scorer, uh, Danny Ings, has got three. Newcastle's is Hosselu with two. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I cannot see this being uh, many goals in the game. Another thing I'd like to throw out there is both teams to score no three to four. Um, I don't see Newcastle scoring, to be honest. Wow. That price for under 2.5 is a lot better than I thought you'd get for this game, considering, as you say, how low scoring both these sides are. Yeah, I'm really surprised at 8-13. to 13. Really, really am. But terrible game. That one to watch behind uh, behind your fingers if you're going to go to that game. What, what have you got for us, Tom, to follow, follow on from that? Excite us a bit. So I'll take us to Craven Cottage uh, for Fulham Bournemouth. What I'm tipping here is... Unsurprisingly, as I kind of alluded to a bit earlier in the show, goals. Now, the price here is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Both teams to score is two to five, which is as low as I've seen of both teams to score for some time in the Premier League. It really is. Uh, Over 2.5 goals, on the other hand, if you want to get a little bit more value, is 11 to 20, but that's still... Uh, not the best price you're going to see by a long way all weekend. But two that I think will come in. Fulham, they're the only team in the Premier League this season who haven't kept a clean sheet. And only one team in Premier League history has conceded more goals in their first nine games than this Fulham side. That is some damning stat as to how poor defensively they've been. And I think the Cardiff game they just played where they lost 4-2, kind of epitomised all their problems. They look great going forward, but at times, their defending is... It's Sunday league, it's disorganised. It, you know, they got ripped apart at times by a Cardiff team who 
I've really struggled to hit the back of the net. So if you concede in four to Cardiff, they are serious, serious problems. And Bournemouth are a team who, as we know, are not shy of scoring goals. They've scored 16 this season, which is the most of any team outside of the top four sides. So I definitely think goals is the way to go here. Yeah, it's crazy. Fulham, their main issue is they don't care about the defensive side of things. I think that's that's what bothers me the most. Uh, Djokanovic is kind of going for, you know, a Guardiola, uh, Wenger, kind of my way or the highway kind of um, kind of attitude, which is great. And that works really well, Barnsley at home. It works really well, you know, Burton Albion away. But you're in the Premier League now and, you know, you're a newly promoted side. Yeah, I think the league needs a bit more respect. And I think Djokanovic needs to take a bit of a reality check. For me, it's the application rather than the personnel are there. You're not telling me Fulham don't have some decent players at the back, but it's oh. application for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that one, as I say, two two prices there, which aren't the best, but should definitely come in. Yes. So I'm going to add a little bit onto that. It, it does pretty much follow uh, what you are saying, Tom. I mean, you're completely on the right track with how this game is going to go, surely. I think you can look at this a little bit further. Bournemouth to win and over 3.5 goals, so four goals in the game, is 9-2. to I don't see it being that far out of the realms of possibility of four goals being in this game. And I certainly expect more to be in the Fulham net than the Bournemouth net. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad price. They play like if you're on Football Manager and you stick your tactics and your mentality to overload. So you yeah. probably go gung-ho and you score quite a few, but then you concede loads as well. It's That's like what Jukanovic has kind of got his team set out at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's great, as I said, in the Championship, but you're in the Premier League now and... You know, that, that Cardiff game, Cardiff doubled their goals for the season against Fulham. They'd only bagged four beforehand. So, yeah, a, a crazy, <laughs> crazy game and a, a terrible result. So, Tom's took probably the most attractive game of the day. Um, So, he's left me with Watford-Huddersfield, which is my next tip. So, let's have a look at this game. It's at Vicarage Road. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Um, I'm really liking Watford on the nose, to be honest. Three to four. Three to four against a team um, in Huddersfield that haven't won in their last ten. Um, they've been absolutely awful. They haven't scored a goal at home yet. I know this is away, but for me, they've been diabolical. And they are, along with Cardiff, as we've mentioned many times, certainties to go down. So. Yeah, Watford are very up and down. Their last home game, they did lose at home to Bournemouth. They were actually actually panned 4-0. But they did re-energise themselves with a very good 2-0 away win at Wolves. Not many of us expected that. And uh, Watford duly delivered, uh, missing Troy Deeney as well. I think Watford are a great price at 3-4. Yeah, they definitely should win this game. But I think something to be wary of is that 
you mentioned that Huddersfield played five home games and not scored a goal. They played four away games and scored a goal in every one. So they're certainly having a bit more joy away from home than at home. But I'd, I'd say Watford got enough about them to score two. And that should be enough. If Watford can get two, I can't see Huddersfield getting two. So, no, um, it, it should be curtains. If they score two, it should be curtains because that, it's like Cardiff. You can't be conceding you know, loads of goals to Huddersfield. It's not acceptable. A random thing I noticed as well with this game, in the last four meetings between the two sides at Vicarage Road, one of the teams has scored four goals, which wow. is pretty random. It is pretty random. Hopefully for the... Uh... For the ratio's sake, it's uh, Watford on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'll take a look out for my next tip Sunday. I'm I'm done with Saturday. I don't know if you wanted to. No, I'm I'm loosely gonna tip uh, just quickly before you move on. I think you'll get um, Leicester, West Ham, both teams to score. Um, this is the late kickoff. It's five thirty at the King Power. Both teams to score. Four to five. They definitely both know where the back of the net is uh, between these two. And um, actually, four of the last five games uh, between them have been both teams to score. So, yeah, I would tip that one just quickly before you move on to Sunday. Okay, uh, Sunday then, we'll look at the 130 game, which is Crystal Palace at home to Arsenal. I really like the price for Arsenal here, which is 17 to 20. Uh, the winning run that they're on keeps on going, keeps on going. 10 games and counting so far. It could be 11 by the time this game rolls around if they win away at Sporting Lisbon on Thursday night in the Europa League. No one's been able to stop like this forward line momentum that Arsenal have got at the moment with Aubameyang linking up well with Lacazette. Even Ozil's starting to form again now. Um, I think Arsenal are going to be good value at 17-20. to 20. Hodgson said last weekend he's sick of standing in front of the media as a loser. Um, they've not had a good run. They've lost the last three. And the last league win came five games ago. And I think as well, to add on to this, I do usually like to tip Arsenal to win and both teams to score. However, Palace haven't scored a home goal this season. So there's four games. They've drawn four blanks. I think Arsenal will win this one comfortably. 17 to 20 is, is a good price here. Yeah, Arsenal have been absolutely sublime. Probably scored the uh, argu- arguably the goal of the season against Leicester. That, that transitional counter-attack was just absolute pure bliss to watch. It was unbelievable. It reminded me of Arsenal at Alden. Emery is not getting the credit he deserves. He's on an amazing run, which seemed impossible mm. at the start of the season. So he's done a done amazing to uh, turn that around Palace yeah. just just don't have enough going forward and it's been that issue for years for Palace stick it, stick in faith with Benteke he's injured at the moment but you know same amount of goals if he's on or off the pitch Sorloth came in looks completely lost at Premier League level Sorloth you might call him Sorloth <laughs> absolutely <laughs> he is and um, last year they relied on Bakary Sacco who's now in the championship um, 
They stick Wilfred Zaha up front, who's an outstanding player for Palace to have, but he's not a striker. And yeah, they just have problems, don't they? They haven't had a good striker in a long time. And yeah, Arsenal are a great price for me. Let's look at another favourite then, um, who are in the hunt for the top four, the title. You tell me. Um, Chelsea. So Chelsea are away at Burnley. Uh, always traditionally a tough place to go. Uh, you can get a big price on uh, Burnley if you fancy them. They are priced at 7-1, to one, which is pretty big. Uh, but the yeah. reason being that they are so big um, against Chelsea's 4-11 to 11, is Chelsea have not lost an away game this season. So in the Premier League, they've uh, played four, they've won three and drew one. They haven't lost in their last 13 in all competitions and none of their last seven away games. They are on-the-road specialists. A little bit of word of warning, Hazard is unlikely to play in this game due to injury. Uh, but with the form of Ross Barkley and Pedro, who actually has um, some surprising figures uh, to back himself up this season, uh, I think Chelsea will dispatch of Burnley pretty easy. It's also worth noting that Chelsea have conceded one goal away from home this season. So for me, uh, I'm going to go with the Blues at 4-11. to 11. Yeah, definitely. On a roll, under Sari and uh... The late equaliser that they got against Man United is only going to increase that confidence that they've got at the moment. I like Burnley. They've turned a corner for sure. But um, Chelsea would be too good for him, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to look at Monday night's game. Did you want to say anything on Man United-Everton? Man United 13-20, to Everton 17-4. to No, Mourinho again is in the news after... The kind of spat that happened at the end of the Chelsea game with um, Sarri's assistant, but they should, for me, have enough to beat Everton. I don't know if you want to point anything on that. I wouldn't really tip it out though as, as anything strongly. United, United still scare me, but at thirteen to twenty, it's worth a shot. If you the Sunday, the Sunday big three treble looks nice, doesn't it? Chelsea away, Arsenal away, Manu at home. That's pretty solid. That um, yeah, I expect Man U to win. Yeah, thirteen to twenty. I expect them to win, but that's a little bit too short for me, considering how inconsistent Man United have been at the moment. Uh, let's talk Monday then. The big game of the weekend saved for Monday night football. It's Tottenham at home to Manchester City. Spurs ten to three outsiders for this one. The draw three to one. Man City seven to ten. Um, City for me. City for you? City for me, yeah. Pretty much standard fare for Manchester City, hasn't it, so far this season? Sitting top of the league, played nine, won seven, drawn two, lost none. Scored a massive 26 and conceded only three goals. Tottenham are doing all right. You know, full credit to them. They've kind of gone under the radar a little bit as to how well they're doing and how close they actually are to Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea this season. They're only actually two points off the top of the league. But I think Man City are going to keep going, keep on rolling. They had a 5-0 win against Burnley last weekend. They had a nice 3-0 win away at Shakhtar, which, you know, classically is not an easy place to go in the Champions League, but they made it look easy. I think they're a team which are really clicking into gear, going through the motions, boosted by De Bruyne coming back as well, who should feature this weekend. I think Man City are going to win this one for me. The price is a little bit short, but... I do think they'll win. 
yeah, agreed. I think City's price is a smidge short to say that Tottenham have equaled their best ever start to a Premier League season. But City, for me, uh, I just look at Tottenham's form and it's it's just not really, it doesn't strike any confidence in me. I know what I've just said about, you know, the fact they're doing really well on the points board, but snuck past Watford in the Carabao Cup, beat Huddersfield, fair play, uh, had a bit of a lesson against Barcelona, no disgrace, 1-0 against Cardiff, 1-0 against West Ham, conceded really late away at PSV Eindhoven, which was, when you see that Inter and Barca have won both of their games, and now Spurs are only on one point, they're five points adrift for those two, it, it's a huge task. It's a huge task now. Um, I just think they're, they're still not quite there. I just think they're the nearly team. Um, and all yeah. the, the memes about them putting on the pressure and stuff. Yeah, I think it's true. I just think they're not quite the team that, you know, I feel like they lack pace for me. Um, Son, when he's in there, makes a world of difference. Lamella looks good right now, but they, and Lucas Moura, I'm not sucked into the hype completely. I just feel like they miss a bit of pace. Kane up front, um, you know, perhaps maybe he needs a partner. I don't know. I just feel like Spurs are quite slow in their build-up. And I don't know what yeah. you think, but I think Man City will be too quick for them and too sharp. Yeah, well, again, it, I guess it kind of comes back to the argument that people were making earlier on in the season that the Spurs players, for the majority, haven't really had a break since last season. You know, you have two weeks before you jet off to the World Cup. They had more players in the World Cup semi-finals than any other team in world football. So those players have played a lot of football. They come back from the World Cup. They've obviously stayed the duration because you're playing the final and the third place playoff if you come to this if you get to the semi-final. Um then you, you might have a couple of weeks off after that. Then the season starts. So these Spurs players, as you say, doing well, grinding out results, but unconvincing. The players are probably getting very tired, especially the, the England lads, and they've got a lot of England representation in that squad. And I think Man City are going to be fresher. Guardiola rotates a lot more than Pochettino does. Yeah, definitely. Just City have got more strength in depth, haven't they? So uh, rather than Musa Sissoko, they're bringing on Ilke Gundogan. And yeah, we all, we all know which player we'd rather be bringing on. Anything else to add other than the 7-10 to 10 for Man City on the nose? Or do you reckon that's probably the best route to go down? Yeah, best route for me to go down. I don't have any, any extras to add on. Nice and easy, just City to win for me. Cool. Let's look at the championship then. Uh, far as away with something you like the look of this week in the champ. Well, I like the I like the look of uh, a team that you could argue a bit of a surprise package um, this season. It's it's Norwich. Um, Norwich have snuck up to sixth position. Um, they've got a home game against Brentford, who have fallen to fifteenth. Um, it felt like it was only you know yesterday that these teams are in kind of opposite. Um, Opposite positions in the league. I'm looking at the home side, Norwich. They're 11 to 8. If you fancy the draw, it's 23 to 10, and uh, Brentford are 19 to 10. Um, since their managerial change, Brentford have struggled. Uh, it's fair to say they're going through a transitional phase. 
Thomas Frank's first game was a home game against Bristol City. Uh, lost 1-0. They then went away to Preston, which is a, a very strange place to go. You never know what you're going to get. And they got beat 4-3. So it's not been exactly the start that they would have wanted. Um, however, Norwich, on the other hand, they lost at home to Stoke on the 6th of October. Since then, they've responded brilliantly. Uh, they beat Nottingham Forest 2-1 away to inflict Forest's first home defeat of the season. And they followed that up with a 2-1 victory at home to Villa. Um, I think the Canaries have got the bit between the teeth at the moment. Timu Pukki's got five goals so far this season. Um, he's kind of starting to pick up a little bit. Obviously, Morpé has, has got 10 for for Brentford. So, you know, he's definitely, he knows where the back of the net is. But for me, Norwich are the informed team uh, in this game. And 11-8 is hard to turn down. Yeah, it's quite surprising, really, when you look at the table and see Brentford down in, what, 15th, wherever they are. You'd think, after the start they had, they started very, very well. They good football. We say more pays banging them in. Um, you wouldn't think they're all the way down in 15th position, but they have had a long winless run now. And Norwich, the impressive thing about Norwich, regardless of the good run of form they're on, is that they're playing good size in this division. They're going behind, so they went behind against Forest and went behind against Aston Villa. But they're showing fight and real determination. And they're not not just drawing those games, but they're turning it around and winning those games as well. That's a sign of a really good side when you respond to going down like that. I'm sure Daniel Fark would prefer it if they didn't go a goal down and had all the work to do. But as long as they're getting three points on the board, I'm sure he's not too fussy. 11-8 to eight is good value for Norris to win this game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what have you got, Tom? I like the look of Sheffield United at home to Wigan. That's priced at 8-11 to 11 for Sheffield to get the win. Um, after losing at home on opening day, United have been unbeaten in the seven home games they've had since. So they're on a good, strong run of home form. And then if we look at Wigan, geez, their form between how they play at home and how they play away. It's absolute night and day. Very, very good at home. But they've lost their last five away league games. Literally terrible on the road. Um, they've only scored in one of those five games in which they've lost. Don't know why they're so poor on the road. But kind of going into the lion's den a little bit here. Bramall Lane is a very, very tough place to go. Sheffield United have got one of the best home records in the league. Wigan, one of the worst away records in the league. So surely you'd think looking at the stats, 8-11 to 11 is a good price and should see Sheffield United win. Yeah, Wigan are so bizarre. They've got one of the best home records in the, in the football league. It's an yeah. incredible home record. Uh, we'll go into it next time they uh, play at the DW. I'll uh, go into that a bit further. But you're right, away from home. For whatever reason, it's just not happening for Paul Cook's men, is it? Um, mm. And yeah, one of the last places you want to go, Sheffield United. Um, surprisingly for me, uh, so high up in the table. I thought from their personnel, uh, they may struggle to eclipse the uh, kind of finish they had of, to last year, but they're going one better right now. Um, and yeah, 8 to 11. I think it's a good price to say you've got 
um, a team unbeaten since opening day at home against a team that's hapless away. So, yeah, good tip there. I'm going to look at a team that is slowly sneaking, Tom. It's Swansea. So Swansea are they're struggling for a bit of consistency at the moment, it's fair to say. But they are slowly creeping towards the kind of areas they want to be. Um, so they're up to 10th after an underwhelming start. And Reading, who myself and you, Tom, kind of we had a bit of a, a feeling that this may happen with Reading. Um, they're down in 22nd. Uh, mm. Clement, Paul Clement is, again, struggling, it seems, to be a number one manager. Um, at the Liberty, Swansea have been decent uh, so far without being electrifying. Reading have been pretty poor away. Uh, they've only won one of seven away from home. Um, I'm looking at the Swans to to get the victory. Um, they are priced at five to six. I think the Norwich tip and the Sheffield United tip are definitely stronger, uh, but I expect the Swans to get a home victory, especially after their very impressive home result uh, when they beat High Flying Blackburn um, on the 23rd of October. That was a big result for me, um, especially as they went a goal down. Yeah, Reading concerned me a little bit. I think they're capable of throwing an absolute spanner in from time to time, but they are poor. Generally, uh, can't complain about being down in 22nd in the league. Um, I've got one more that I'd like to look at for the championship. That's Birmingham. They play at home to Sheffield Wednesday, and they're priced at 3-4. to four. Birmingham are doing really well. Doing a cracking run of form. It's seen them come right up to ninth position in the league on the verge of the playoffs. They've not been beaten since the 22nd of August. So they've played 10 games in that little run. Um, and the big change for them is that they're now starting to win games. They started off building the foundations of being tough to beat, but they were initially drawing way too many games. They've now won three on the spin, turning those draws into victories, and it's seen them shoot right up the table. They've only lost two games, which is the joint best in the league. Uh, they host the Sheffield Wednesday side, who got panned 3-0 away at QPR midweek. Alarm bells should be ringing if you get beaten that heavily by Queen's Park Rangers. It, re it really should. Um, I feel like every so often Sheffield Wednesday will come up with a decent result, Adam Reach will score a banger and they'll get something, but they've largely been a bit inconsistent. There's not really too many players in that squad who are standouts for me. No one from that squad jumps out, you know, as, as a match winner for me, really. Yeah, it's a tired squad. You know, Barry Bannon, Stephen Fletcher, I believe, is still on the books. Westwood's been there for years. It, it's a very tired, tired team. Um, yeah, it needs a huge revamp, and you know we've spoken before, haven't we? When when you get in the playoffs a couple of years in a row, or when you're up there in the top, you know eight or nine, you have a two season window pretty much to get promoted. If you miss your chance, then chairman, fans, players, perhaps even managers and coaches can start to lose a bit of faith or wonder why it's not happening. Changes come, and then before you know it, you've missed the train. So yeah. I feel like that's what's happened with Wednesday now. Um, 
totally agree with the tip, by the way. And I'm oh. going to throw one more in there. Uh, it's quite a surprising tip, Tom. I think you'll be quite, quite surprised that I'm tipping this. It involves the Millwall and Ipswich game. It is at the Den. So it's a three o'clock kickoff on the Saturday. And it's concerning two teams that largely are not fantastic uh, form-wise. However, if you look at Millwall's recent home form, it's been really impressive. Um, in the last couple of games, for example, they've beaten Wigan, which we know all about their bad home, uh, bad away form. Uh, they've also beaten Aston Villa, etc. Uh, ran Sheffield United close, ran Fulham close in the Carabao Cup. Um, they've been relatively decent, apart from a slip-up where they lost against Reading. They're going in the right direction, Millwall, um, despite their 20th position. And surprisingly, um, all of their last six games have been over 2.5 goals. Uh, Ipswich love to concede. They're not the most fantastic going forward. But for me, I think I'm going to tip this game to be over 2.5. and uh, It's priced at evens. And like I said, every single one, of Millwall's last six games have been over 2.5. Mm. Well, yeah, some good stats there to uh, back up on the surface. You'd, you'd look at this and go over 2.5 and you'd be thinking, oh, no, I'd, you know, I'd turn that one down. But Tom, that's what happened. I've, I looked at the game. I was doing yeah. my research. I thought Millwall Ipswich, poor God, under 2.5, I think. thought I'd have a look just in case. And then I started to read the stats and I realised that Millwall are a bit more entertaining than you probably give them credit for. And um, yeah. Ipswich are pretty poor. I think they'll go down. So, you know, there's always capacity for them to concede two or three a game. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. On over 2.5 evens, I like it. Yeah, me too. Uh, shall we look at League One then now? Yes, kick us off, Tom. Okay, I will kick us off with a team who, for me, are a very, very good price considering the form that they've been on. Um, that's Peterborough. And when I say the form they've been on, I, I mean the away form. Peterborough's home form has been absolutely pants, but they're away this weekend against Burton. Uh, they're priced at 7-4, to four, so they're the outsiders for this game. I don't really know why. Burton have been... All right, they've been decent at home. However, Peterborough are unbeaten away from home this season in the league. They played seven games away from home, won six, drawn one, lost none. And we're talking winning away at Charlton, tough place to go at times, South End, South End are doing all right. Scunthorpe, again, not the easiest place to go. They drew their game away at Sunderland, another tough place to go. So they're away form is very, very, very strong. It's just the home form where they let themselves down uh, and they're very inconsistent. So I think 7-4, to four, to see Peterborough as the outsiders for this match is really surprising. Crazy, crazy kind of price that you, you've picked up on, on there. Um, and you, maybe it's the fact that Burton are recently relegated. I don't know. Oh. I, I, I really don't know. Let's talk about a team that are in the promotion hunt. Actually, two teams are in the promotion hunt. It's a big game at the Stadium of Light on Saturday. You've got Sunderland at home to Southend. 
So Sunderland are sat beautifully in third for them. Um, they've only lost one game in 14. Way better than I thought if they were going to go this year. And uh, when I see their team on paper, I'm still unsure how they're in third. But they are, and they're doing great. South Ends also, I did not expect much from them, but they find themselves in ninth. Um, so there's two teams that are doing pretty well. Um, for me, Sunderland, they haven't lost at home all season. Um, they won three and drew three, and the draws were largely at the start of the season. Uh, they've turned the corner quite a bit. Um, South End certainly know where the back of the net is. Tom Hopper, 7-14. Simon Cox, 6-14. Um, Sunderland largely rely on Josh Mazur. But for me, I think Sunderland will have a little bit too much for South End, particularly at home. And they're priced at 10-11. to 11, And uh, I think it's it's a good good price for a uh, home favourite. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a team who I'd be looking at as well. I had those written down myself. Really seems like things are starting to click for Sunderland this season. Jack Ross has brought a lot of people in, big overhauls in um, personnel there, and they're, they're gelling pretty well and within one point of the automatic promotion spots. So, yeah, fair play. Um, I don't really have anything else to tip for this weekend. There's a big, big game between Accrington and Portsmouth. Um, Sorry, Accrington Outsiders at home for that one. Two to one, Portsmouth. Eleven to eight for the win. Don't know where I'd go with that one. Any thoughts on that one, Tom? Uh, I'm siding with Portsmouth on that one. Yeah. Other than that, no, not really a lot for me. I think Barnsley are a shade tight. They're one to two against Bristol Rovers at home. I think, considering Barnsley have been very, very poor in the last two games, they have both been away games but very, very poor, lost their last two away from home. Um, that's a tight, tight price of one to two for me. Yeah, agreed. I, I have that road down and I'm staring at it right this second. Um, Barnsley, very tight. I think they will win. Uh, they haven't lost in their last seven home games and Bristol Rovers haven't won in their last six away. So that mm. points toward the home win, but you're right. Yeah. Um, losing away at Charlton is no disgrace, but losing away at Shrewsbury 3-1, that's, that's, that's a problem. So a yes. uh, little bit tight for me as well. Yeah, it is for me. Um, any more for League 1, though, that you'd like to talk about, or shall we kind of move swiftly on to League 2? Yeah, let's dive into League 2, Tom. You can uh, get us going. Right, well, let's hope for a better weekend than zero out of four tips <laughs> like we got last weekend. So I'll get things kicked off with your old buddies, Tom, Newport County. They're at home to Morecambe. They're priced at 10 to 11 for the win here. Um, Newport have got an excellent home league record this season. Played seven, won five, drawn one, lost one. And we all know that one that they've lost was that massive 6-0 hammering. Um to Yeovil a few weeks ago but that aside they have been very good they scored an average of two goals a game at home Morecambe on the other hand they've lost four league away games this season that goes up to six if we also include cup games and they've lost four four out of the last five in all competitions not scoring a goal in the last three so if we've got a team in Morecambe who generally don't travel well 
they're going to be down towards the bottom of the league this season, um, not scoring at the moment against a team in Newport who generally do do play very well at home and score an average of two goals a game. I definitely can't see Morecambe scoring two. I doubt they'll probably get one. So I think Newport, as long as they can get one or two, they'll definitely win this game at 10 to 11. Yeah, I think this is the biggest tip of League Two for me. Um, I think this is about as clear cut as it gets for myself. Um, I did struggle this weekend in League Two. So, yeah, I think that one's the biggest tip for myself. I don't know if you have anything in store for the profit chasers, Tom. I won't quite ruin it just yet. Yeah, so another one for me then is Lincoln-Colchester. Uh, I think that'll be both teams to score. Sorry, Colchester are the home side for this one. For me, both teams to score should come in at 3-4. to four. Lincoln are going very well. Top of the league, deservedly so. They do tend to be a little bit leaky at the back. That probably does go a little bit unnoticed. Um, they've had both teams to score in the last four games in a row. And they've not been playing teams that are the best, really. You know, they've played Carlisle, they've played Cambridge, they've played Port Vale. Some teams there you'd expect them to be beating. Colchester are a team who have got a very, very good home record so far this season. Uh, they've won the last three home games in a row. They've won four of the last six in all competitions overall. Um, score lots of goals at home. I think this is going to be both teams to score. I'd much prefer to go down the both teams to score route here than pick a winner. Because like I say, Lincoln, generally a good team. Uh, Colchester have a very good home record. So you fight fire with fire. And you get goals. Yes, exactly. Um, I totally agree with, with that, Tom. On to uh, a fire with fire game that I'm going to tip for both teams to score as well. Uh, it's a big game. We've got Exeter, the home side, against Forest Green Rovers. Uh, both teams to score in this one is 8-11. to 11. Both sides definitely know where the back of the net is. They have scored 14 in seven away games, averaging two goals a game away from home. And Exeter averaging over two goals every home game that they score. So for me, this promises to be a bit of a ding-dong battle. I also think you could throw in an over 2.5 as well. That's price to evens. Hard to pick the result. Both are capable of uh, being a little bit inconsistent. Yep, I uh, could definitely see that one as well. If I had to pick a team, I'd go with Exeter because they do have a very, very strong home record. I think they've won the last five home games in a row across all competitions. So um, you may get Exeter to win both teams to score, but it's not a very strong tip, that one whatsoever. I've got one more thing which I'd probably look at here. That's Cambridge United against Macclesfield. Cambridge are priced at five to six. Quite a big game here, near the near the bottom of the league. Cambridge in 21st on 12 points. Macclesfield rock bottom on 7 points. Um, seven. I just think, yeah, 7 is really bad, isn't it? Just one, one win for Macclesfield so far this season. Cambridge do look like they've turned a bit of a corner, though. In the last four games, they beat Southampton in the 21s 4-0. Uh, they lost to MK Dons at home 1-0. No shame there, really. Then they had a great draw away at Lincoln, one all, and then more recently gone away to Swindon and drew and won 
2-0. So they're hitting a good bit of form. Macclesfield, on the other hand, they've lost four out of the last five games. They did get a win. So round of applause to Macclesfield for actually getting three points on the board for the first time this season when they beat Carlisle last weekend. However, have they turned a corner? No, they lost the next game 5-0 at home to Northampton. So <laughs> I, I think Cambridge are the team who come into this in much better form. Uh, Macclesfield off the back of this 5-0 hammering. Confidence is going to be low. Recently sat their manager as well. I think they're going to be there for the taking. I think Cambridge will win. I would have probably liked a little bit more than the 5-6 to six that's on offer, but I do think they'll get the win. Yeah, Marcus, Macclesfield, it's, it, this is probably one of the toughest kind of welcome back to league football uh, you know, starts I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've really been struggling. And we've mentioned before, they lost their manager, which is kind of the heart and soul of the team. And to be honest, it's it's been pretty pretty tough for them, hasn't it? So, um, yeah, I I don't see I don't see them getting out of trouble, um, to be honest. And but I do agree with your tip. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So is that it for League Two for you? Yeah, found it difficult. In all honesty, League Two is pretty much over for me. Drum rolls, please. It's time for the bombproof troubles. Hey, hey, they are back. So, um, if you uh, started listening last week or even this week, and you're thinking, "What on earth is a bombproof trouble?" Well, let me tell you what they're all about. So, this is the part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our gut feeling, research, and knowledge, and we put it both into a treble each. We back our own tips. It's up to you if you want to do so. Um, but we read out a combined price, how much it will pay, and we go head-to-head -head towards the end of the season to see who's racked in the most cash. Oh, God, that felt good. <laughs> You've missed doing that intro, haven't you? Oh, mate. I've been doing it for a year and a half now, and to not do that on a Tuesday or Wednesday was was bizarre. So <laughs> back in my life. Couldn't, couldn't be happier. Well, let's hope we can kick the trebles back off again then with uh, a bit of success. I think what we're going to do as well, another request from one of the listeners, which we're really thankful for. In some instances, people don't back any trebles. Some people back both trebles. Some people pick one of our trebles. Um, but also, we got a request for a combined treble. So we're not saying back all three, absolutely not. But it gives you another alternative. Um, if you don't want to back both of us, neither of us, you could back a, a combined treble. So what we'll do, we'll read a treble out each, and then we'll combine our favourites from each other's trebles into one combined treble. And uh, give you the odds for that. Yes. Okay. So, Tom, feel free. Uh, you can go first this week for your individual treble. Okay, so individually, I would like to go for Newport County at home to Morecambe. They're priced at 10 to 11. As we said, we think this is probably the banker of the weekend for League Two. Then I'm looking at Sheffield United at home to Wigan. 
priced at 8 to 11. And then I'm going to let this roll over to Sunday. I know we don't always like to do that, but I can't ignore the price for Arsenal away at Crystal Palace. 17 to 10. I think it's a lock, so I've got to go with it. That treble pays 5.1 to 1. Nice. Oh, you couldn't resist Arsenal, could you? Couldn't. You couldn't resist. We're going to have um, people dreaming of how they're going to spend that money on Saturday night. <laughs> Listen, I'm already, I'm already dying for this to make it to the Sunday. Could you imagine the anticipation? Oh, <laughs> I would absolutely love it um, if that came in. Um, but yeah, uh, on a serious note, of course, <laughs> I completely agree. Sheffield United um, and Newport, both at home. Uh, both should be winning those games that they have. So, yeah, for me, it's um, something that we should see happen. Um, mine, I'm going to call, give mine a name. I love giving trebles names. So, uh, my treble that I'm going to go for is called the Resurrection Treble. Uh, kind of times in with the fact that it's going to be Halloween uh, pretty soon. And the fact that the trebles are a little bit back from the dead. Some of these teams as well, former Premier League teams, are a little bit of zombies as well, just to add in there. Um, so we got Norwich. Uh, they're at home to Brentford. Their price at 6-5. to five. Uh, We've got Swansea. They're at home to Reading. Uh, they're 5-6. to six. Then we're going to go for Sunderland, and they are 10-11. to 11. So that is 6.7-1. to one. I like that, mate. I like the name as well. I always love a good oh, name, Trump. Love a good name, Treble. Used to bring yeah. us good luck as well, so fingers crossed that is the case. Yeah, I like that. So combined Treble then, what are we saying? I think I think Norwich. Let's keep, let's, let's keep it to the Saturday three o'clocks. From my Treble, I think my biggest shout is Norwich. What I'll say from my Treble then, we'll take out Arsenal because that's a Sunday. Let's get this wrapped up with a bow on it. Money in the bank on Saturday. I like Newport. I want to keep Newport for sure. Well, I like I like Sheffield United, so I'm happy to go Sheffield United, Newport, and Norwich. Okay, so those three teams they pay out six point three to one. So not bad. Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, three teams all at home. Obviously, Canada. The best of a combined world, uh, um, I suppose you could say, yeah. uh, if you fancy uh, listening to both of us. Um, whether it will be the fact that you get credit, Tom, because you picked two of the three winning teams, or the fact that we can blame you next week if it loses, swings and roundabouts, mate. Will you be the hero or the villain? We'll see. Um, <laughs> but the thinking is, you know, we did the travels before, we'd get two out of three right. And it'd be really frustrating. So the thinking is that if we combine our knowledge as well and pick the best ones from each treble, then you'd hope that it would be more successful. Yeah, absolutely. That's the theory anyway. Um, so yes, yeah. guys, obviously we're not telling you to back them, but if you do wish to do so, we wish you all the best. If you do manage to get any wins, uh, make sure you send in your bet slips to us on social media. Absolutely. Uh, let's have a look then at fantasy football quickly. 
No change at the top, Tom. No change at the top. Jack Flaherty is one point ahead <laughs> of uh, podcast stalwart uh, Chris Chindle. So yeah, it's pretty tight at the top, and uh, not many points separating the top four. Uh, only six points actually, so really, really tight there. How was your week? Well, I played my triple captain and uh, got 45 points, which is two above average. So I'd say that's a failure. You thought you were going to say you got 45 points from just your triple captain? No, no. Aguero, who you rightly picked out last week, got me 18 points, (laughs) which, yeah, was was fantastic. So I had a bad week. I'm down to 53rd again now. And you've used the triple captain as well. Oh dear, Tommy Walks. Yeah, yeah. Um, the dice incorrect. Well, yeah, I did okay. I've gone up from nineteenth to seventeenth, so heading in the right direction. We've got ninety-two teams in the league. We split into four, like the football league pyramid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're in the you're in the champ. You're in the champ. Well, I'm in the prem now. I'm just hovering above the relegation zone. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm you're in, in the seventh. prem. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I'm in the prem. Literally, just staying up by the skin of my teeth in the prem. Hopefully, I'm not too far behind the top ten. I'm 16 points behind tenth place, so that's not too bad. I can catch up with that. Yeah, and I'm mid-table League One. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still playing catch up. I had the worst start you could possibly imagine. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, not ideal for me, has to be said. No, but if you do want to join, guys, um, you'll join wherever you deserve to be, so your points will carry over from whatever they are now. You'll just slot in the league wherever you should go. Hopefully it's above Tom and <laughs> below myself. But uh, no, anyone who does have a fantasy football team who hasn't joined yet, please do join. Sorry, if you want the league code or the pin... Just come to us on social media. Um, social media uh, contacts, the best way to get in touch with us is probably Twitter. It's where we're the most active. It's T underscore FB podcast. And we're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast to keep up to date there. And we also have an email address, uh, football betting podcast at gmail.com. And Tom will tell you about how you can reward us for your entertainment. Yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, guys, please do go on iTunes and rate and review the podcast or even just rate the podcast. It will take literally 20 seconds of your time just to tap on that five star button if you've really enjoyed it. Um, We'd really appreciate that because then that means that we get more exposure if we can move up the rankings and then as a result, bring you a better show. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, please take the 20 seconds of your time to do that for us. And yeah, I I think that's the show pretty much wrapped up, Tom. Great feeling to have the BPTs back and uh, a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you for listening again. Old listener, new listener, we really appreciate you. Um, Do give us any feedback, even if it's just, if it's not bomb-proof trouble related, that's absolutely fine. Just any feedback in general on the structure of the show, the content that we put in, the content that you might like to see introduced in the future. Uh, We really appreciate anything that does come back to us. Absolutely. 
as ever, guys, thank you very much for tuning in today. Goodbye. Happy profit chasing, guys. See you later.